Hey, good evening, everyone. John Henry Soto here along with George Batista. Welcome to Counterparts, where we spotlight conversations on creative minds, musical minds, amazing minds. Today we have Kevin Eubanks is on the show. We're so excited. George and I are music nerds, as many of you know, and we are very excited to have him on here. We're going to be talking about, obviously, tonight's show, new music, uh, old music, uh, future music, everything having to do with music is going to be tonight. So please hang on tight because it's going to be a lot of fun. If I can click this button. You know, when you're a one man show, my my mouse was like, I was like, click, start, start. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, I hate that. So like I said, uh, Kevin Eubanks is on the show. Uh, I just want to give a, a quick also shout out to Tracy Harper over at uh, um, Harper um, PR and for, for setting this up. It's really awesome. We're, we're super uh, grateful for her to do that. And she's sending us a few other guests. So we're going to be bringing some great people here. So I want to thank you, Tracy, for that. Before we get started, George, we've got some uh, love for our sponsor. Yes, we do. So. All right. So the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world. Go to myvitaminresource.com. And if you enter the promo code COUNTERPARTS, you will get free shipping on all orders. All right. So let's talk a little bit about our guest today. We are so excited to have Mr. Kevin Eubanks. So Kevin is an American jazz and fusion guitarist and composer. He was the leader of the Tonight Show band with the host Jay Leno from 1995 to 2010. He also led the primetime band on the short-lived The Jay Leno Show. Kevin continues to perform and tour as well with recent shows at Exit Zero Festival in Cape May, New Jersey, Denton Arts and Jazz Festival, and the Trinity Church Wall Street. His most recent, uh, recent musical project is the uh, Eubanks Evan Experience with pianist Oren Evans, was recently nominated for Best Duo, Group, or Band by the inaugural Jazz Music Awards. Kevin can also be seen as the co-host of Fox's hit comedy game show, You Bet Your Life, with Jay Leno, which kicked off its second season in the fall of 2022. And man, am I so excited for this conversation, John. I know you are. So yeah. let's bring him up. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Eubanks. Wow. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, wow. thanks for having me, really. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, really. it's such Bye. an honor to have you on here. This is so cool. Um, we have so many... <laughs> <laughs> we have so many questions and you know usually these things go fly by so what i'm yeah. going to do is i'm I'm not going to do as much talking as i do because i have a tendency of uh of yapping so i'm going to actually <laughs> turn it over to george so we can start with our first question and then we're just gonna rock and roll absolutely okay. so this is a real treat for us john and i musicians as well have admired your music for many years have have cds of yours as well um so I, I know you you come from a musical family, right? I mean, you've you know yeah. pretty much everybody in your family was playing something, right? And right. and uh, so it's pretty much in your blood, you know. And 
It's interesting because I remember, you know, when I was younger, I'm a drummer. So, you know, there was something about the drums that attracted me. I was always into rhythm. Rhythm was just a part of my soul. So there was no doubt that I was going to play drums at some point in my life. So I know you, when you were younger, you, uh, I think you were playing multiple instruments, right? Especially in high school, you were learning different instruments at one point. What, what attracted you specifically to the guitar? Um, I don't really know. Okay. It was, it was, was kind of weird. Um, I started off playing violin. I played violin for seven years. And um, in Philadelphia, my brother and I, Robin, um, a really great trombonist and arranger. Um, and we went, I guess I was maybe 11 or 12 years old on the Uptown Theater on Broad Street and <laughs> and went to see James Brown. Oh, wow. And for, for some reason, when I came out of the James Brown show, I remember it. I mean, it's, you know, people say this a lot, but I, I remember pretty much like I was there because I walked out, it was drizzling, a little bit rain, waiting for my dad to come and pick us up and i looked down um right at i was right at the edge of the curb and looked down and watched the water going down the street and i just looked up and said i want to i'm going to play guitar wow and and i don't know why if you go to a james brown show why you think i would want to dance and sing (laughs) (laughs) you know for some reason i came out and said I want to play guitar. Wow. And that's when it really, really started. Yeah. Uh, and I got a guitar for Christmas. And um, and that's how it really started. It was from a James Brown show. Look at that. Wow. I, I mean, I guess no one really comes out of a James Brown show without wanting to do something. Luckily, it was a guitar for you. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, we, we and on our block in uh, North Philadelphia, we you know all the kids you know our age we had a circle, and everybody would have to get in the middle of the circle and start singing their their favorite James Brown song, and then you had to dance as much as you could, and we'd all just be cracking up <laughs> laughing at each other. But everybody, yeah, you tried to get out of the circle, they push you back in the circle, and then you go into your thing, yeah, and you start you know. And then I remember one time I, I was twirling and twirling and fell down on the, in the street. And, you know, James Brown had that one thing when he goes off and they put the, the cloak on him and right. You know, right. throws it off and he comes back. Comes so back. I fall down in the middle of the street and everybody is saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get up, get up. And, and I, I get up and I said, why did you do that? Is it? I just would say, I thought I was James Brown. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was the it, it, that, yeah. that was fun. That was uh, uh, but to this day, yeah. I don't know why. After that show, then I said, "Oh, I'm definitely going to play guitar," and that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really this just the spirit of of music that gets in you. It's not. It could be any artist too. That's right. the thing, you know. I mean, it had to be you know James Brown for you but it could be so many other different artists that just inspire someone how many and how many kids go in to see anything a musical or something and just come out 
being really interested in like something different that was in front there, but because the music, you know, just kind of something it lit up, you know, inside. That's amazing. Was so when when was the um what was the guitarist that you that you started then really following? Like, you know, after you said, you know, you looked into the rain and you're like, I'm gonna be, play guitar. What guitar player did you start following? Wow, that's a good question. Um, the only thing I could remember was, uh, I guess, my uh, favorite guitar sound. And I was trying to get a certain kind of gritty sound was Terry Katz from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. He, had, he always had a, a really, he sang the same way, too. And he had this yeah. kind of gritty sound on his sg yeah and and i was was trying to figure out how to get that kind of sound to it and yeah um and i don't know and then i just started trying to find sounds and this and that yeah. and then you know moving on a little bit more you start getting into different guitars but i was into a lot of different instruments too not just the guitar Right. So um, which was really great because you can have so many things to to pull from, especially having my brother Robin being a trombonist and my mother a pianist. So um, I and being uh, a violinist, well, seven years violin. I don't know if that makes you a violinist, but you're still trying it. So right. it's a difficult <laughs> instrument. And yeah. uh so a lot of these things started um, attracting me, um, organs, uh, sax, trump, you know, all yeah. the different things. And, um, and then later on, you get into this guitar player, um, this horn player, and you get further and further and further into it. So I, I, I never really um, pulled out one guitarist and, um, but after a while, you start getting into their songs and then you start getting into them and you start understanding, you know, this guitar player plays great rhythm or this one plays, you know, has great tone in their sound and their solos were so wonderful. And you start getting into a whole lot of things. And then I started realizing that um, whatever kind of music that turned me on, it just seems like everything just got bigger and bigger and bigger and and not just for for music but it it seemed like music kind of opened your mind up to a lot of things mm -hmm. not just, not just musical things right. so um music was kind of this curtain that that opened a whole lot of things up and start thinking about things in a different way or having different questions and start mm -hmm. reading uh all kinds of books. And I think all of it really started with the energy that comes in it, with music because it, it just starts something churning in your, in your yeah. mind and what you're feeling like. And you start hearing um, the breeze in the trees, you, that became music. Or if you heard um, just the way rain hits the ground or it hits mm -hmm. the, I was I love being in my my parents' car and when it when it rained, and they and nobody likes driving in the rain. But I was just sitting in the back, just hearing it hitting the rooftops, and always felt uh, at home when I felt when I hear rain 
lightning storms, all that just, mm, it all seemed to be music to me, all of that. Right. So I think everything just speared everything more and more and more. And then of course you could start getting into music and studying it and uh, figuring out, every, you know, what things were. Yeah. And music really lifts your awareness level, you know, it lifts you out. And that's what you were saying. It kind of unveils something in the world where you can then, because it, it just lifts you up spiritually where you can then see things clearer. And like, I think uh, George sent me something today. I didn't get a chance to read it, but it was something about music with uh, children, right? And increasing. Yeah, it the... was actually a, an article that I was reading uh, about children who, you know, who learn music when they're young actually mm -hmm. helps them cognitively as they get older. Right, you know, and it, it and it's true, and I and even you, Kevin, I've heard you in in some of your interviews before where you've talked about because back then, you know, I'm sure when you were when you were young and John and I were young, music was a bigger deal, especially in school, uh, right? It was you know you could take the music classes and all that, and now it's not as big of a deal these days in school, you know, especially depending mm -hmm. on which schools you go to. But you, I remember you, you, I heard an interview with you where you had said it should be because it does prepare you for life as well. The ability yeah. to learn music and the ability to, and like you were saying, to be aware of all these things and music really does that. Right, it, when I, whenever I do uh, um, talks or master classes at, at colleges or high schools, wherever, you know, once I start, I, I just say, everybody in the room may not be a musician, or people are, you know, they're, I don't know, they're just pulled into music and different things like that. Right. I said one of the things before we start um, talking and having conversation, I want everybody to um, understand how to listen like a musician would listen to. Exactly. And, and so when you're, when you're listening as a musician, I said all the musicians in the room do you understand what it is like to listen as a musician and not judging, not I like this or I dislike this. You're just quiet and you hear everything like mm -hmm. a baby listens to everything, like 360, everything that happens there, everything is just going in. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you listen like musicians, you shut down. You, you, you listen to best when you're silent, inside type of silence. Mm -hmm. So then everything is just coming to you and before you start saying, oh, I don't like that, or, or that's to this, or I love this and, I, and right. that one. But you, you're not really, you, you have to be quiet. And that's why I always thought that the universe must listen, must hear everything because it's just no sound. So with that silence, you can hear everything. And just, yeah. you know, and I've regretted so many times, like, just shut it down and listen just yes, listen. be a, a wonderful listener and that helps you become a better um musician but also a better person because you hear things you listen things you don't judge things yeah. um so listen i always say let's listen like a musician should listen yes right. absolutely right. yeah i think it's important in art also to to just kind of like listen and stop for a second and just take in you know there's a, a, a an interview with robert de niro where he talks about he's giving like sort of acting advice and he, he says you know just do less mm. always do less because mm -hmm. 
the what's around you is going to bring you to where you're supposed to be. What's happening in the scene is going to bring you there. But if you start off thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to go there because I know that the scene's going to go there and you start off being there, well, then you're not really building up to the actual natural progression of where you're exactly. going. And mm -hmm. so he talked about that and it really applies to music and to all art where you got to take a deep breath. And with music, you think about rhythms, you think about our hearts you know, beating. I mean, it's always a rhythm going on in us, whether we like right. it or not, right. whether you're a musician or not, you're always a, or in, in rhythm, you know, hopefully, you know, if you're, if your cholesterol is high, but um, <laughs> yeah. I love that, that whole picture that you just talked about. I love that whole thing that you don't have anything that you already uh, premeditated once you get into it. So oh, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going right. to do this. Yeah. But you're going to be in this whole thing. So, you yeah. just get quieter, you listen, you and and you just kind of morph into it and, and let it bring you along when you listen yeah. to the music. And I always like to talk to myself and say, play the song, not the guitar. Or you right. know right. And and that way if everybody does that, then we're all doing it together. Right. So um it's 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 not about me, but everybody else can make everybody else the, the all the parts together just grow yeah. and grow and grow so yeah. that's I, I love that what you just said about De Niro absolutely yeah. it, it's actually it's also like part of the evolution of a, of a musician because like you think about it when you're young and I remember you know when I was young and I was playing like John said I wanted to be so fast and I wanted to be so I wanted everybody to notice all every I be buddy, I was, rich. buddy rich you know you want to be everything and then as you <laughs> grow older and like you said you start to listen and you start to real and you start to kind of listen to the whole band. It's funny, one of the compliments I got later um from a from a keyboard player who told me when we after we rehearsed and he said, You know what I like about you? I said, What? He says, You listen. Mm -hmm. You're listening to everybody. I can tell that you're listening because you know exactly where to place it and to be. And I was I was like the best compliment I had. It wasn't how fast I was playing or whatever. It was because I was listening and hopefully making, you know, the group a little bit better by what I was contributing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, this is a great conversation because I think a lot of, uh, you know, in, in music in particular, you know, we're constantly, well, what is it that you're playing? What is the notes? What is the music? What is the, you know, it's, and it's like, no, we don't really talk much about the actual listening portion of it where, you know, that that hour that I sat sat in a chair just thinking about what I wanted to actually create. Mm -hmm. right? That yeah. That's just as important as the create itself, because exactly. that puts you in the mindset to be open enough to pull in whatever is going to come at you. You know, you got to be open for that stuff. So I love that. I love this conversation. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm going to. Uh, Turn it over to George. Do you have a question? Or, yeah, or, yeah, or I just absolutely. Keep yapping because I, you know. <laughs> so into the, uh, so when you were, when you, you know, after you were, you know, in high school and you were, you know, obviously the James Brown and, and see, were you, um, what, what, what kind of style were you playing in the beginning? Were you more funk and that type of thing? Because obviously James Brown and that type of thing, or were you kind of doing a little bit of everything? I was doing um, funk music, rock music when the period that I think is fusion music was mm -hmm. very short-lived in the uh, 70s. And I got into that very, really, really strong into that um, because I liked the technique that was needed 
And um, so that kind of, you know, challenged me a lot more. So I got more and more in that and that helped me develop technique and and all the different rhythms and time signatures and, and things like that. So I got more and more into that. And then I loved listening to um, people like Janice Ian doing singer songwriter things mm -hmm. when I was really young. And uh, but I, I listened to a, uh, then, then then I started wondering what are these notes? What are these chords? What is this? So I got more and more into jazz. Mm -hmm. which was a lot a bigger part in my family was uh was jazz um my uncle ray bryant great um pianist played with everybody from train uh yeah, yeah. morgan to this you know uh, betty carter just way more people than i never i ever thought yeah, and wow. uh, my mom was always playing gospel music and classical music so um so i started wondering like what what are they doing what is my mom doing what is what is my uncle Ray doing? And I'd look in the books and and uh, see see what it is. So I became more of a um, kind of a, a a student of it. And you know, so I said I just I need to learn more. Right. And um, so that got me in a whole lot of different types of music, which really helped to this day. And one of my regrets is that I stopped playing violin. I think. Uh, if, if I had enough energy and purpose to uh, do violin and guitar, which is probably a, that's probably <laughs> very difficult to do. Um, it probably take you a good 10 years just to get your intonation yeah. in, in violin, but I always still love violin. And um, so when uh, I, I, I had a record that had, um, uh, Jan Hammer and uh, Jerry Goodman and John mm -hmm. McLaughlin and mm -hmm. Billy Cobham. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, and then I loved hearing the violin with the guitar playing some, you know, rock fusion music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's wonderful, you know. So I would just scratch these records up like crazy trying to, yeah. you know, figure things out. So that gave me, a, that lifted me to a different step. Even Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And then I started listening to Oscar Peterson and uh, West Montgomery and Train, Cannonball, everybody, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, then I, I, I found something that was very interesting to for a couple of musicians. One was Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. And the other one was, uh, was uh, John Coltrane. And there was something about those two um, musicians that every time i put the record i said oh let's transcribe that and every time i started thinking about doing it i said why and but i was i was transcribing <laughs> a whole lot of other things too mm -hmm. but whenever it came to train and jimmy i said what is it in me that's saying there's no point in transcribing these two musicians interesting and, and i just kept thinking i said because i would try and you know i would transcribe you know a train solo or something like that and 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 then i wouldn't say i was sad after i did it it just seemed like something's not right about this mm. and um and i had the same feeling with jimmy so i it really started bothering me i said what am i missing there's something that's that's uh and then um it was interesting and then it and i was looking in the ocean and i said I got it. 
I know why this is um, superfluous. It doesn't, why would you do that? Because they're not coming back. They're not saving energy from like, mm-hmm. if you're swimming, if you're swimming, if you have a race in the ocean, the only way to win is to keep going. Right. You're not, right. You're not saving right. energy to come back. Right. Train was going. Jimmy was going. Yeah. They're yeah. not come. They weren't coming back. They didn't, yeah. they weren't, you know, saving, in, you know, energy to yeah. go after that. They're just soaring and that's it. And I said, so the, the notes were great with this or with that, but I said, you're not going to get anything in that because it's the energy and the, the way they're moving is what is the magic of it. It wasn't the harmony, it wasn't the notes, even though all of that was there, but it seemed to me that that energy was i said there's no point in in doing that so and that the thing that it changed in me was you know the energy that comes from musicians that comes from music that comes from all of these things all of the music that came from the 60s which helped change the society in the country in and of itself Mm -hmm. and listening to a lot of the music and uh, musicians instrumental and vocals all that different genres that uh, change things. And it wasn't, um, you know, we get taught to education, you know, I'm gonna copy this, I'm gonna learn that, one harmony is this, what's this and that and the other. But it was the energy that was coming out because of all the things that were happening in the country and that turned you into a flame. So, and once that got in you, then it was, you wanted to embrace a lot of it and then start saying, there's no reason to transcribe that. It's not, it started with Train and Jimmy. And then I started saying there's no, because their energy, the energy of the sixties that helped, uh, you know, everything that was going on in the country. So it wasn't just the music. It was, you know, there was a purpose in the music. There was an energy in the music. And then that was like, oh, it was. And then everything turned to be more original once you respected that and understood where it was coming from. So I never really thought about the transcriptions went down a little bit. Is this and that, you know? Um, So it's the energy that gets into you, that gives you that the flame. Once that flame flicks on, yeah, it's, it changes things. So it's, it's, that's interesting. I, I never really thought of it that way, but you also look at guys like, like I, when you were talking about, uh, Trina and Jimmy, I was thinking Stevie Ray Vaughan for mm-hmm. me was like somebody that I, I never sit there and try to play Stevie Ray Vaughan because it's sort of like, why would I do that? Like that yeah. was his, mm-hmm. he, was, he was on a rocket ride, you know, right. he was on his rocket right. ride and yeah. you know, he, he's, and, and that music is still kind of rocket riding and as, as well as Jimmy, but to try to get on that. And, and maybe that's one of the reasons, you know, I've always, been and George and George knows this about me that I've never been one to do covers of songs. Like I'll I'll do some Santana stuff and you know maybe a Clapton little like here and there, but I've I've never wanted to sit down and learn an, a song note for note because I always felt I always felt weird about it. And I think what you just said kind of like <laughs> answered a lot for me because it's sort of like yeah it's that that's the energy that they created and that's theirs. I can really? listen to it. I can I could admire it. I could even at home mess around with it. But to right. sit down and really try to get into that, I need to take that 
positivity and then create my own energy being inspired by that and then create my own work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what, that's what I'm getting from what, what you just said, which is like a, a masterclass right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love that when I hear, uh, you know, hear Jimmy doing wild thing. I don't want to hear anybody else play wild thing. Mm -hmm. You right. know, right. It's, it's just certain things like that. Um, Janet Thien does this song called stars and yeah. um, it's like, it, it was just yeah. so, you know, yeah. and I've heard other people, even Nina Simone, I've, I've heard do it. And, um, and I just want to hear, and I love Nina Simone. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Talk about energy. And, uh, and, but I love hearing, um, I'm not comparing them to, but yeah, yeah. It's just the, it, the way, uh, Janice sang it, it, it made it feel like you were, it was, somebody was reading a book to you about being a musician right, and right. you have a name right. that you never owned and right. lyrics like that and um stars that come and go like the last light of the sun <laughs> I mean, and, and if you feel that way i mean you're looking at the sun but you start looking at careers and it has that same thing about it it yeah it's, it's almost like a synopsis of of being musicians yeah and so to me, that's Janice's song. That's Jimmy's song. I mean, whoever, you know, I mean, Janice wrote that one. But, yeah. but you, I just want to hear that person do that. I just want to hear what's going on with Marvin Gaye. Right. I don't want to hear anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> hear right. that song, yeah. Mark, yeah. You know, and that <laughs> feel that he had to it, it just, yeah. so then, you know, being yourself, which is not something you have to try, but it, you just move all the clouds out of the way and then there's clarity. Right. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is that you can pay tribute to those artists, you know, mm -hmm, but right. you can't really create, recreate that energy. You can pay tribute, you know, and yep. that's, and, and, and that's great. You know, I mean, I'm in Nashville, so I walk down Broadway here in Nashville, you know, I'll hear living on a prayer from four different bands at the same exact time. You know? <laughs> right. Great, you know, great song, you know, but I mean, are they creating the same energy as four bands doing it at the same exact time? I can't even, you know, one is like two bars ahead of each other and I'm all, all over the place, but it, you can't really create that energy. All you can do is really admire it and then yeah. use it to create your own. I love that. Everybody's different. Right. Everybody's yeah. fingerprint is different. Everybody is this, everybody's, you know, you don't have to become something if you already are. Right. So, don't you know you can learn um that's why i love playing with uh, people um not just musically it's not this myopic attitude about oh it's all about music it's all about music it's just another way of energy passing it to this and passing it to that mm -hmm. um so the the whole idea is that it's all moving it's all universal it's all right. this it's in and you're you're flowing in it you're not even doing it. You're right. spinning now. We're moving right. now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> all of that is um, after a while, you you just let it flow, and um, then the originality comes through. Yeah. And it just has a different feeling than the way you listen to things and um, watching snow fall but you're in the house and you're looking through a window and it's just so quiet and you see all these particles coming down. It's almost like looking in the space, but it's moving. Hmm. 
you know, it's, it's, uh, sorry, George, I'll give nope, you a chance. Go, a go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you talk in a second. But <laughs> I've heard <laughs> you guys know each other, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, I've heard it called also like an aesthetic wavelength where people and that level can operate where they're at this wavelength that's you can you can visit like jimmy and all those guys you know you can maybe kind of from down here visit those areas but those those there's just so there's just so in such an incredible space to try to get to but you have your own aesthetic wavelength that you can aspire mm -hmm. to and, and and stay there as well but i love what you said you don't have to become something if you already are and that's like really that's like really knowing really what you are um because then you you don't question that you know if you really know that yeah it's you know you start feeling your you, you know the the heart inside of you mm -hmm. instead of i want to get here i want to get there but you already are there just just right where's the starting line exactly. it's in you I love and it. then once you get you know more and more um you get more confidence in that Mm -hmm. And everything becomes more and more original and your whole competitive and egoistic way of, of what you're doing, that starts to come down a little bit mm -hmm. um, because it's not everything that you go and get. It's all the things that you that you are. And once that becomes part of you and in a day to day thing and you have confidence in it and um, it's you can embrace other people and you're not competing competing in in that kind of way yeah. so all of that changes right. not just the music but it changes a, a lot of things yeah i love it go ahead george <laughs> i'm gonna give i'm gonna ask him two questions now because <laughs> well well number number one um we had a gentleman I, I just wanted to bring this up really quick we had a gentleman uh named steve smith on Mm. uh amazing drummer right absolutely <laughs> and uh he just he i told him that you were going to be on the show and he had he wanted me to mention really quick to you I've, i don't know if you remember playing with him uh you guys played in a band called the tommy campbell band <laughs> and it was at Pooh's pub Pooh's pub in boston yeah. yeah so he just wanted to uh, make sure i mentioned that uh, <laughs> oh yeah man that was uh, the college years man yeah that oh, is so man. wild that was yeah. our spot we played there like crazy man it was wonderful too wow. it was that was a, a great season of years of playing with all these people that came to boston went to berkeley and um but there was a lot of clubs around you know mm. and, and things yeah. like that that was that was a beautiful um you know I was as broke as you could possibly be. I mean, <laughs> right. Really, I was just, right, you know, right. that's when I, when I first became vegetarian was in Boston because it was, I just you were, money to buy you were forced to be. I, you know, I, I didn't have money to buy, you know, cheesesteaks and hamburgers and stuff, right. which is what I wanted, but I was just too broke. And it was just, it was just cheaper to become a vegetarian and later on a lot later on i turned into vegan and everything yeah, but uh wow. it started just because i was broke and it was it was just cheaper and little by little i just got used to it and i started you know feeling that better and that opened up different different things too but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. we were all just broke i mean we had we <laughs> just you know the little boxes of pasta and we would 
um, just get butter and just <laughs> that was a meal and it was oh, it was man. terrible. Yeah. When you look back at that though, you like you know, at the end of the day, that was that was a whole part of it. It was that whole part of that yeah. beautiful journey that you were on at that time. Yeah. You, know, you can think yeah. about it now and go, wow, what I went through, what I had to sacrifice, you know, to get to where I am now, right? Yeah, all of that is 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 part of it. Yeah, and, yeah. But the the this this energy was pulling you. Yeah, so exactly. It it wasn't like oh, I'm going to do something else. It never crossed your mind. I mean, I worked right. for um, <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was a in Boston. If you sign up for something, I got the name of it, and you, all you did was labor. You put leather skins in a i in a freezing. Uh, uh, clothing freezer mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. go someplace else and you do this um god i almost had what's the name of it and i couldn't believe i was doing it but um, <laughs> um but all i could think about was getting back home and, and practicing you know yeah. Just, yep. like, never got never finished that song never you know so i couldn't wait to get back but you that's just all part of it yeah. and you just keep moving and moving and moving because you have this thing that's that's pulling you. You're not angry about it. You're not thinking about turning back, and uh, you're you're just you're just moving forward because yeah. it's it's part of you. Yeah, I manpower. Mentioned That's what it was called. Manpower. Oh, oh manpower. manpower. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, I mentioned this quote by uh, by Joe Walsh a lot because he 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 talked about how when you're in it, you know, it's just like the most grueling. The worst, you know, you're still going forward, you're still moving forward, but at the end of it, when you come out of it, it's this well-crafted novel that <laughs> your life became, you know, and he because when you're in it, of course, Joe Walsh had a little bit of a different, <laughs> <laughs> different life than we had. He wasn't talking about be becoming a vegan, but, <laughs> but the overall message was basically that when you're struggling, you know, you're writing your 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 novel, basically. You know, right. um, so that's a great thing, George. Yes, absolutely. So, talk a little bit about uh, your your album with Oren Evans. Oh yeah, mm. this is this is a, I got some questions about. Yeah, awesome. we uh, um, we both have a, a a mindset that we want to play off of what's happening, right. and um, so. And I, I love playing in uh, in duos, and I love playing with piano. I've always played piano as a hobby, just growing up with my mom and, and my uncle. And uh, so Orrin and I both are from Philadelphia. Um, his mom and my mom knew each other. One sang, his, his mother sang. My mom always played piano and sang too. So we kind of have this thing that just, then one day we just started talking about let's just do a duo thing and, and, and let's just, you know, so we're saying, you know, what kind of thing we want to do is it, why don't we just do it and then see what it is instead of trying to figure it out first. I let's love just, that. Let's uh. just start doing it. And then, and uh, so we did the, the, the recording and then we, and, and then when we kept doing, we started doing more, you know, actual gigs and we said, wow, man, the the live stuff goes in so many different places and i wish we could we could get that in the uh and put that on a record too but we did a gig in a place uh called uh christmas here in philadelphia mm -hmm. and uh we recorded it 
and uh, but the the recording was almost done, and we remember it's a remember that thing we did at at Chris's? Didn't we record some of that? And uh, we said we did, we did. So we got that, and uh, just all this live stuff. I mean, and we were just making up stuff, and we do it to get you know. Said you want to put that on the record? The rest of it's in the studio. Said yeah, let's put it in. <laughs> so we're playing and then you hear, you know, the glasses clinking and all that. And yeah. so you want to edit that out? No, yeah. let's just leave it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. Let's just see what happens. And uh, yeah. so we just got more and more into it. So that's kind of how it just developed. We just let things go. And um, it's it's so much fun. And I like the idea of of things just evolving in into to whatever they're going to do i really enjoy that yeah and i, I love the record and there it, it and you're right it's very loose it, it goes like there's you know first you're you're hearing dawn marie which is it's really chilled out yeah. awesome awesome track i mean just yeah. it's like an incredible track and then variations of <laughs> on the battle come on <laughs> And then I'm like, and then I feel like I need to pack and move because I did something wrong. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a, and I'm in a film, and I'm like, <laughs> because this piece is like literally amazing. It goes. I mean, this was this was part of the live um, section. Um, I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> and it was like, what what inspired that? Because I was listening to it, and I was like, man, I was so blown away by where it went emotionally but it also energy wise and but you guys were on it seemed like you guys were improvising but also on the same page as well which is right. the best place you can be yeah it's it's uh i mean when we you start to make up the entire song um you just lean on each other yeah and right. if it goes that way and you feel that energy is coming up on this side and you just um, you just let it happen, and everything peaks and comes down as as long as you're not being um, abusive, mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. and um, and you look out for the next person, you look out for each other, and, and uh, it's a oh wait a minute, you know this is turning on, you know, and then then you step back, and and that person goes and goes, and then before you know it, you're the only person playing. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and at, at some points, though, you realize that just stopping is comping to that. Right. It's just a long rest, right. you know, right. in right. the song, you know, like, right. a, you know, oh, three bar rest. Right. But that in that empowers the stuff that you do here. So um, it, it makes it what's that, you know, when you right before the sun comes up and um and you you hear this you know you see the the colors changing and mm -hmm. um birds start singing more and and everything but right before that was is really really quiet and that right. makes that bloom right so sometimes yes. just you just watch the whole thing just you know and and you just let it happen and it's like no no don't get up yet don't get up yet and then, and then yeah. when it goes up and then you give it some support underneath it's like a comet and that sometimes like comets aren't coming back um and <laughs> but you i'm gonna be the tail and keep the you know keep it up just yeah. mm -hmm. keep it up there and you know 
So I had a, uh, uh, a sax player named Sam Rivers that I played with for a few years. And he and I, before we, uh, um, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, there's words, amazing, great, um, you're killing it, you're just that. It's like, okay, I don't want to use any of these words anymore about, um, <laughs> because it just seems like it's, you know, you're talking about a million other people. Um, yeah. So uh, Sam and I, we, uh, before every show, Sam and I would talk about planets and talk about sound and talk about things like that and says, um, which side is up? Because uh, people be on that equator, they're down. So right. how, how do we know which way is up, which way is down, which is left, what is right? You know, I said, but that's music. He said, yeah, right. who said yeah. so? And we would talk about that. He said, if I'm, he says, if I'm playing a solo and, you know, and I'm playing and I'm playing and I'm realizing that, you know, my energy, I'm burning it out. And he said, oh, and then here you come giving a, giving me some comment and you're getting yeah. the, yep. you know, the tail of the comment. They go, oh, now we'll get to the next level. Now yeah. we're going. He says, nice. yeah, that's, he says, that's, that's what we're talking about. You wow. know, and it start making sense to me. And he said, the yeah. plant's moving. It's live, man. It's a, it's real, you know, it's just, it's smiling, but we, we don't know how to interpret it. Right. Unless you're a flat earther, then you're in trouble, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to go in there. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, we're at 45 minutes and uh, we wow. haven't, we haven't wow, talked really? about, yeah, I know. I, I said it, I said it at the beginning, this is good. This is what happens. Um, I, we we want to talk a little bit about the your um your time on the Tonight Show with the Jay Leno, yeah. um that was where I mean, the, the you know the country got to know you and you became such an intricate part of that show for so many years. Um, how did that come about? Well, you know, early on, how, do, how was that? Did you audition for that? Um, no, um, they asked me to be in the band, and um. And I was touring a lot during that time, um, early 90s, like 92. And uh, I was getting a little burnout because um, I was, fortunately, I was in New York. I was doing, a, I had good record deals then and I uh, was traveling quite a bit and studio a lot. And it was, it was wearing me out a little bit. And then mm -hmm. they came up and said, oh, you want to be in a band? Uh, and Tonight Show. I said, really? Um, <laughs> okay, it's a, yeah, we need a guitar player, so I go in. That's so cool. And then after a while, um, they just said, um, we want you to be the band leader. And <laughs> said, I know all these, these, these are all my friends in the band, you know? right? And, right. They, and they said, well. Um, they said, well, we really want you to be the band leader, talk with the band and everything. And they said, yeah, man, you know, you, uh, yeah. you know, you just do it. And, uh, and that's how it became. I, I, I met, had not met Jay before then, or had no inkling of wanting to be on television or I used to watch Johnny Carson a lot and yeah. stuff like that. And, and, um, and I, I'd never met Jay before. But we kind of had a sense of talking with each other a lot whenever yeah. we were in the studio, when I was just playing the guitar in the band. And I was doing some arrangements and stuff like that, too. But um, but we would always kind of talk. I mean, Jay talked with 
everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then we just got more and more um, easier and easier to to uh, talk with each other. And then that same thing started winding up on on the set that because mm-hmm. we were so used to talking with each other and um, that it just started happening on on stage and it just started becoming part of of the show so and then that turned into skits it turned into this and yeah one day i said what am i doing <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> when did all of this start and i had to put on these clothes and be this and he's doing that and and before you know it um it was it was hollywood and it was yeah. you know because I, I thought i would probably they you know, do it for three or five years. Can't remember when the contracts were then. And I said, although they'll probably want to move on or something. Or I said, I want to get back on the road and stuff. But it just got bigger and bigger. And I started learning more and more things. I started meeting everybody more and more and more. BB King, we became really good friends. Wow, buddy guy uh, Willie Nelson and his 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 uh bus his uh the guy that was driving. Um, uh, all the time and then uh gates would come in and and say uh kevin um willie's waiting on you i was like, oh, okay okay I'll, I'll be you know and then i'd go to his bus and he'd always come in on a lot he played the show pretty often yeah. and i would just hang out with willie on the bus and uh we would just play chess nice <laughs> wow nice. We, awesome. we, we only took a couple of moves and we we're like okay <laughs> <laughs> so we just sit in the bus and he says i don't really trust people that that come on the bus that don't want to share some tea and uh I said, no i love tea so uh and then we just become you know yeah yeah friends in that way and then i would go to his shows and then i would you know we talk about a lot of things and i mean one thing was really funny i i came off the bus which was we did you know whenever he was there i always went on the bus and uh one of the executives i would come off the bus getting ready to go into the um back into the building into the studio and uh <laughs> guy named rick he would come out and he would see me coming i could say oh rick's standing there he's just waiting to look at me so i come in and he goes hi kevin how did everything go <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Everything went really well. I talked to Willie and I, I said, you know, the song had to be uh, three minutes and 40 seconds and not anything more than that. And it's the song. He said the sound, the song was still going to sound really good. And he said, I appreciate you coming in, letting us know what would be the best thing for the show. And and Rick said, OK, that's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm completely wasted. Right. And I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend, pretend You're trying like, to be really like uh, professional and like. <laughs> and that's it. Is, and everything I say, well, how, what well, do you think we have a good show today, Rick? He says, yes, we're having a great show. And as soon as he turns away, I go like, ready. <laughs> try to go to my office and, and regroup before yeah. that. It was, yeah, but all of that was so much fun. And, um, and working with Jay and watching how much work goes into comedy and yeah. how, you know, the timing and all that turned into. So okay, how can I um, contribute to what's going on to the show? Not just that the band sounds great, but does it work with the show? We, we right. the musicians could play all kinds of different stuff. I said, but 
how about we hang out with some classic rock and classic funk? I think that would actually um, be a big con contributor to th what the show was doing. Yeah. And people were saying, you should do more jazz. You should do more of this. You should do more. I said, I do, but that's just not here. It's not, right. you right. know, we're, we're playing for the show. We're right. The band is comping for the show. Right, right. exactly. And, and once we got into that, it just got more and more fun. So don't feel guilty because we can play all this other stuff. Right. But let's hit some of this. Let's hit, you know, some Jimmy, some some uh, Chicago, some Zeppelin, some whatever. Spine and Family Stone, we played everyday people every day. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say that that it seems like that 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 whole experience actually helped to train you because right now you're co-hosting with jay right doing your right. Body life right, right so right. and then immediately because i've watched a few episodes of it you can see the chemistry between you two there in in this show so it actually helped that that whole experience i i feel i'm, I'm sure you feel the same that it actually helped you out with this right oh it i had no idea that it was just an ongoing thing it just yeah, kept right, going right. just kept going and doing this show you bet your life this is our second season and um the the main thing that i had to uh get used to was not having a guitar not having a band exactly right, right. you yeah. know so i said wow so it, i had to kind of get used to that and first i was you know saying i want to have a guitar there so maybe i can figure out a way to do something in this new show but still have a guitar and I talked to a really good friend of mine uh, named Jerry here in Philly. We grew up together. He's a guitar player. We met each other when we were 13 years old. His band was next door to my mom's house, mom and dad's house. And I'm turning up all loud and they knock on the door. You live here? Yeah, I said, come play with our band. And we all oh, <laughs> and wow. me and Jerry have been friends ever since. So I called Jerry and said, I don't know, man, without the band, without a guitar, and I'm just, you know, being a co-host. And he says, he said, what are you talking about? Just go ahead and do it. Just just leave the guitar. Don't talk about it. Just leave your guitar at home. And um, so you're going to be playing guitar. You've been playing your whole life. You're right. going to keep playing your whole life. So you're just going to a different set and, you know, just keep an open mind like you you have an open mind when you learn different kinds of genres of music just that's right just do it and you and jay are cool so it just i got you know more and more relaxed with it and stuff like that so and and it's it's working with jay and he's so he's just so good at you know phrasing everything and how to keep yeah. things moving and this right. and that but keeping the comedy and and comedy is not just jokes comedy is energy right yep so mm -hmm. if you can re release that energy into other people, then it all comes back and everything is just circular and it comes back and it goes out and it comes back. And when you're playing shows, you know, with, the, you know, you're, you're both are musicians, when you're touching the people, they reach back and touch you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I have a question because um, in those last 50 years of the tonight show, there were only two, uh, mm -hmm. band leaders maybe there might have been one sure. in the middle there for a little bit but generally there was only right. two band leaders did you get uh did you get to talk to doc severson at any time um during a i've, I've never met doc really wow and what i want to do now 
because people um, were talking to me about Doc Severinsen and I said, I can't believe I never, I, I never saw him, but you know, that's how, you know, this yeah. set is out and the new sets coming yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to have uh, lunch or dinner with Doc Severinsen really. Um, like with Ed McMahon and these, you yeah, know, yeah. people like Don Rickles and stuff like that. So I'm hanging out with these guys and, and learning so much from them. Right. Absolutely. And I always wanted Absolutely. To, uh, Doc Severson. He balanced that really well. I mean, he had Clark Terry in the band and just these oh, great yeah. you know, wow. jazz musicians in that. And, and Doc kept his cool. Everything was, you know, did his yeah. gig. And it, it really helped support the show and, and yeah. all that. Uh, it was great um, yeah. the way he he ran that. Yeah. Clark Terry would have been a wonderful host too. So, but right. everybody stayed cool with it. Right. You know, you got these. You know, and so all of that to me, I was um, that was very impressive to me that all yeah. of these people were there at the same time and everybody was cool with what they were doing. Yeah, and you know, it was such a different thing because I mean, George and I were there during that whole time. We're huge like Tonight Show fans uh you know johnny carson and the mm. change was so because you're right you know doc would come out with those crazy jackets and those really loud right? <laughs> you know, and 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 johnny would always be like you know <laughs> what is that you know and they would always go back and forth and then you know jay and and the team come in and everyone is sleek dressed <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah it's like it's, it was like such a like wow we are in a new era you know yeah. it was really it was really great. <laughs> Man, when I, when I became the band leader, I said, the number one thing is no ties. Right. Oh, ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. We're just coming up, man. We're going to have fun. We're going to loosen it up. We're going to do this. I don't care what you're doing. You can come in doing whatever, you know, as long as you're contributing, as long as you're in bed, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I, You know, if you got to put eye drops in, put them in. Just do your job right, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know? You're grown people. It. Do what you got to do. But just do your job. Contribute. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Wow. So we're at almost an hour here. Wow. Um, I, I wanted to, um, first of all, I want to thank you for being on. Because this has been such a treat. This could be, we could go on another hour, I'm sure. Um, I wanted to, one of the things that we always talk about here, George and I, is about the last two years, um, you know, people going through different challenges in their lives. And we usually ask our artists, you know, if there's anything that they've did themselves to help them through the, the those current, uh, those two years that they can actually impart to our audience that maybe somebody out there is, kind of uh, going through something or and could use some words of encouragement. That's uh, interesting that you ask that because I went to, uh, something happened. I was on an airplane and um, one of the flight attendants um, was being very inappropriate the mm -hmm. way she was talking to me on the on the plane. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually stunned the p other people that were sitting there. I mean, really, like in my face, yelling at me, and, um, and I could just I was like, "What? Who? You know?" So I looked at her, and then she she just kept, you know, she stopped and started looking at me, and she said, "Well, well," I said, "You should love yourself more," <sighs> and everything just froze. Whoa! Wow! And she she didn't know what to do. 
and she she just backed up and she didn't know what to do and and everybody was just looking at it, you know and it's holy cow everything you know so sometimes when you get caught up in something or you know, mm. you know just love yourself more yeah. not in an ego sense but you know who you are to yourself and you're in this you know this is how you're circumventing this this life and oh, wow. and love yourself more um so and and not grabbing it and taking it from someone else because you're not going to love yourself more for that right. so um and that just came out and when that came out of me and her whole face just dropped I mean, whoa so um sometimes when i get in certain situations i just say musically quiet you know, like a musician and just love yourself just love yourself more yeah. i love that wow Oh, man. So, Kevin Eubanks, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been such a, a treat to have you on. We hope at some point in the future you come back again and uh, we can pick a topic and just break it down. Uh, we'd love to do that at some point. But thank you so much for being on. Thank you, sir. It's, it's a, a pleasure, man. And this is this has been a great conversation. I mean, it's just like I'm hanging out with you guys. I'm like, yeah. do I know you guys? That's like, it, man. We're just hanging. <laughs> like, I remember you guys. We went to school. And, you know, so, and I'd like to ask you guys questions, too, because I like to talk to people that are, you know, musicians. We talk about things and um, musicians. And I always try to remind, you know, I'm talking to other musicians and particularly, you know, younger ones that, you know, are called students. Right. We all are, whatever age we are, we're all students. Right. But I always just <laughs> say, you know, you're not just you're not just a musician. You're intelligent, you're creative, you see things, you can be quiet, you know the difference between being quiet and listening. Um, so you have all of that. So you're not just you're not just a musician. You're you're something deeper than that. And and just remember that. And it just comes out in your music. I love that. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Amazing. So awesome. That's so awesome. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you very, very much. Thank you for having me. I, I really had a great time with you guys. Great. <laughs> it's so much, Thank you. It's so much fun. I mean, if the three of us were in a room and we just start putting record, you know, putting songs oh. on and oh, stuff like that, <laughs> you know, we would just be, you know, before you know it, we'd be jamming. Yep. Yes. Hours we'd yes. be gone, we'd be just jamming. Yeah. I, I can totally sense that. Yeah. I man, that's like that means a lot to us, man. Yeah, Thank you absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Uh, I hope that happens at some point, man. That'd yeah, why not? You're you're in Philly. I'm uh in Nashville. Georgia's closer to you. Yeah, <laughs> man. You I, I can days, meet you, man. man. Let's, do Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll make it happen. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys, man. We'll be right back. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow what a conversation uh that how was inspiring like, just, that was like just exactly what you know what you think you want to have yes <laughs> you know like yes but like a hundred times better better exactly you know yes. like i was just like that was so cool so all right well you know we george and i usually after the after we end this broadcast we end up talking for another hour especially when we're inspired <laughs> by ourselves when nobody's watching yeah. we uh we talk about how lucky we are that we get to to do this and to meet these incredible individuals so 
want to thank Kevin for being on again. And thank you all for watching. We appreciate you very much. We'll see you all next week, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here for Counterparts. George Batista, I'm John Henry Soto. We'll see you next week. And as always,